All right, take two. Were, were you good? I hope. I didn't do anything. Oh, it just went off. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, they, um, this week has been all right. Like Monday, I uh, just hung out. Like, so, like, this is, like, I told you, this is our last week of their, like, quarter. So, yeah. Like, they're literally just sitting there, like, finishing assignments. But, like, most of these kids already finished, like, all their assignments already. So, like, it's just sit and relax all day. And, like, like I can't – you can't even do gym stuff because, like, there's only, like, I think four or five kids in the gym class. And, like, they're girls. So, it's not like I'm dealing with, like, athletes or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to say that, Connor. No, but, like, the, like these aren't girls that, like, are, like, yeah, like, gym class. Like, yay, I like this. It's, these are girls that are, like, no, I don't, like. Yeah. I got you. So, like, the assignments <clears throat> I'm going to be doing is just, like, assigning them, like, workouts to do and then logging like what they did for the week, and then they have to turn that in. Huh. It, it's like dumb for gym class because like you can't like like teach them like oh here's like a soccer ball here's how you kick a soccer ball type of thing like like there's only like five girls in the gym at at one point so it's like it's like pointless. Yeah, is gym like a required course or is it optional? They have to take for this. So for the state of Pennsylvania, you have to take one whole credit of PE to count as as graduation. But this school or this school district requires them to take two credits of PE. Is like a quarter equal to a credit? No, like a quarter is equal to half a credit. So they have to take four quarters of gym. Yeah, four like. So health and gym are, I think, like, tied into the same requirements. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. So like, one girl took gym is in gym for the third quarter. But I just looked at my roster, and she's on the roster for fourth quarter gym again. Okay. This is so weird. So I okay, I want to ask you because I'm I'm assuming your high school is the same way as my high school and I'm curious how this is similar to like Chester because when I was in high school like you didn't know who your teachers were going to be. Like you signed up for courses and then you got a schedule and you had like you know a certain class at a certain time you'd be checking around with all your friends. Oh, are you taking this class? What period do you have it? Like to see if you're in the same class, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't sound like that's the case here. Well, it is kind of. No, it's it's not really. Well, and and on top of that, like for gym, you could have the same gym class but have a different teacher. Like there were multiple my my when I was in gym like a freshman year gym at my period there were like three different gym teachers. So there were three gym classes in the gym at the same time for the freshmen. See, ours – so Whitehall and Chester are, like, completely different, even from Geneva. So, like, at Whitehall, we only had gym our freshman and junior years, okay? And there were four or five gym teachers for the whole school, okay? Yeah. And so there would be two gym classes held at one time 
during like one block. And one would be boys and one would be, would be girls. Um, so you would have a big boys class, but you'd also have a big girls class. And those two gym teachers would handle would handle everything. So, and now, like, for Chester, there's only two gym teachers for the whole school. But what really messes things up is that we're in hybrid right now. So, like, the one class, oh, yeah. the second period um, gym class is two girls in the school and, like, 15 online working at home. Wow. So that's the issue. And, like, you can tell, like, so, and the two girls that come in, they come in on Mondays and Tuesdays while the rest of the 15 are at home. Wednesdays, everyone's at home, even the teachers. And then there's a group of, of kids that come in Thursday and Friday. I don't know how many kids are, are on the Thursday and Friday schedule because I haven't worked a Thursday or Friday yet. Yeah. So there's a possibility that there's, again, only four or five kids in each class. Like, so my first block, there's two kids that come into school out of, like, a, a class size of 15. Second block, there's two girls that come in out of a, a class of 17. And then third block, there's three girls that come in out of a class of, I think, again, 16 to 18. Interesting. <clears throat> so, again, it's like, so the assignments that I'll be doing are, like, giving them, like, a, a list of activities, like, push-ups, like, like sit-ups, running, all that shit. And yeah. then I'll say, like, okay, turn it in on Friday, and this is, like, your grade for the week. And then, like, I'll do, like, other assignments, like, like in quotation marks, that other teachers are doing. Instead of us assigning them, like, hey, like, go outside and, like, shoot a basketball or, like, kick a soccer ball for an hour, what they're doing is giving them, like, a, like, page or two-page paper on, like, the history of volleyball or the history of soccer and, like, explain how long and how wide the dimensions of a typical high school soccer field or volleyball or football field is. And they turn that in for like a quiz grade kind of it's, it's, it's really, I'm going to say dumb right now. Well, I mean, Jim is obviously a hard thing to do virtually as opposed to other classes. So I get that. Yeah. So, and, like, especially with me right now, just, like, monitoring them. And, like, so, like, I, there's a chance I never see these, these students again this year because, like, I won't have them, like, next quarter. There's some girls, like, the one girl that, that, um, that I said is signed up for, like, two gym classes in a row. Like, she's on my roster for next semester already. So, like, I'll see her. Like, I already know her. But, like, the other, like, what like five girls that I've that I've handled in class? There's a chance I never see them again. Yeah, sir. So it's all right. I mean, I'll be more excited for it when like it's I have like thirty kids in a class and I can yeah. like sit up tournaments and like games and all that shit. But right now, it's it's real low key. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But, like, 
So, like, I just chill all day, basically. Like, that, like, that is my job, just to chill. You've been doing this for three days. All right, let's not, uh... No, but right now, it's, like, easy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not complaining yeah. right now. Like, I sit there from 7.50 to 9.14. I forget what the class... I forget what it is, but... But then the last period of the day is so baller because it's my prep period. So, like, I'm done every day at 104. Yeah. So, I, I hang out at the school and then just do, like, I'm catching up on lessons and stuff. But then, like, at 220, we go on this, like, Zoom announcement with our principal. And then, um, then I just drive an hour and 10 minutes home not bad have you like do you like hang out in the teacher's lounge uh not really there's not like a teacher's lounge because like do you have have like an office do i personally yeah or is it like a shared office for like the? it's a shared office in the boys locker room but i don't have keys right now but like i was in it all day on on tuesday yesterday okay yeah. So like yes, like it's it's like inside the locker room and like it's my office but it's shared. And then you Yeah, know, that's how our that's how our gym was too. I feel like everyone is is like that. Yeah. So um God, no worse place than the boys' locker room in high school. <laughs> why? Talk about well, it depends on like dude, that was like the because everyone's, like, changing and stuff, and it's just, like, everyone's pranking each other and being a jackass. And, like, if you're on the receiving end of some of that stuff, it's brutal. And I definitely was. Like, it was all in good fun. Like, nobody was being a – nobody was, like, being malicious. But, you know, like, you're a 16, 15, 16-year-old 16 boy surrounded by other other teenage dudes all in your underwear. It's, uh, it's risky territory. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Breakfast Club? Yeah. You sound like, what's his name? Michael right now, the brain. <laughs> that's most, that's the Breakfast Club character I would identify most with. But you know why he's, he was in detention, right? Wait, was that the kid who was played by Emilio Estevez or whatever? No, no. That was the kid by played by... Um... Wait, so there's the jock? That's Emilio there's, Estevez. Yeah, then there's the, the goth kid who's... Um... That's Bender. Yeah. Well, what's, his, what's the actor's name? He's a famous guy. Jude. Is it Judd? Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, Judd Law. Jude Law, whatever. Yeah, okay. And then there's a, then there's the uh, Molly Ringwald. And yeah, then there's that's the... Claire. Yeah, but then there's the weird girl. I forget her name. Why can't I think of her? I got to look up a picture of The Breakfast Club right now. Hold up. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I've only seen it once. Great movie, but it was like in high school. Let me see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that kid, yeah. Well, do you know why he, he got into detention? Remind me. Remind me. So, first off, his best friend, and the re- reason why I bring this up, is his best friend. So, Emilio Estevez, the jock character, was sent yeah. to to detention because he um, put scotch tape on a kid's, on, like, a geek's ass, and like, takes his ass cheeks together. 
Okay. And then, so the geek, that's his best friend. So he's like, oh, you taped whatever's ass together. And then, um, but he brought a gun to school. But the famous line is, it was a flare gun into school. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. But I should rewatch that movie. Do it. It's a great movie. I wonder where it's streaming these days. Try, ne- try Netflix. No, I don't think so. Um. Oh, it's on Peacock. I have that. Cool. I have Peacock too. I get it for free. I got it for free. They gave me a free year when I because I switched over to Comcast when I was doing all my internet stuff like Xfinity. And so they were like, hey, do you want a free month, free year Peacock? And I said, sure. So I have one. Well, I I Peacock for free, too. I didn't have to put in any information or anything like that. Yeah, no, me neither. It's They actually have really good movies. They have, have you ever seen the John Wick movies? No. Oh, it's great. It's just uh, Keanu Reeves killing so many people. <laughs> it's great. And there are three of them, and the first two are on Peacock. And that's the only movies that I know that are on Peacock. But that's why I say they have a good movie selection because of those two. Because of John Wick. Yeah. I, you might like them. It's just like over-the-top action for the whole movie. I can handle that. It's just Keanu Reeves on a... the first, he, He's just on a revenge mission for reasons I won't give away. And he just kills. And it's kind of a cool world because he's like... He's like it's in New York, but he's like in this web of assassins and there's this whole like assassin network and assassin world that exists in New York that he's a part of. And it's pretty cool. And a lot of people die. Like a lot. You sound like a murderer right now. Well, it's just a, just a very violent movie, but it's very entertaining. Yeah, man. So, I have two more days and then spring break, baby. Not bad. Not bad at all. I have two more days and then a normal weekend. I don't know what to do with myself. I've been off. So I, I was off for two weeks. I mean, I worked here and there at FedEx and, and Dick's. And then I worked for a week at Dick's and school. And then, like, next week I'm off again. But I picked up a couple of shifts at Dick's. Like, yeah. I'm not used to this. Well, I mean, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we got basketball, thankfully. Yeah. So, and then you just got to figure out the rest of the week. Well, I'm actually Monday, on, Thursday, Friday. I'm actually at, on Friday. I'm actually, um, as soon as the bell hits and I can leave, um, I'm driving to Philly and staying over at Kelsey Bowman's. She, uh, she got a place and we're having like a big party. Nice. Oh, that's another thing. So, my first day, right? I'm sitting there and I'm thinking. Like, we have to have this, like, meeting or whatever at the end of the day, like, on Zoom because, like, the school's announcement system is broken. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, we're on this, yeah. and the, the principal says, okay, have a great night, everyone. So, I'm packing, like, my stuff, and, like, the other teacher that I was in this, like, like library type of thing with, yeah. I was like, are, so, are we good to go? Like, once, um, once he says, like have a great afternoon he's like and the, the other teacher goes no our contract actually says that we have to stay to 240 
And I'm like, look at him, like, dude, like, who the hell are around us to like make sure we're leaving at two forty or not? What time was it? Like two thirty. Mm. And I was like, what the hell? Like, so we're trapped in here for another ten minutes, even because our contract says that we that we can't leave until two forty. You kidding me? Who listens to that shit? You know, I'd listen to that. I would not leave early unless it were like a Friday. But, but dude, like, it's like, like our con, like, who's like, is the, is the school board or like the taxpayers looking outside our school thinking, oh shit, if everyone leaves at 235, like, I don't know. Wait, who does that? Like, come on, dude. Like, let's just leave, you know? Well, if it's 10 minutes, go on your phone, 10 minutes, and you're a little. You'll leave. It's not that big a deal. Whatever. They um they want me jo- joining the teachers union as well. Ooh, the unionization discussion. That's a big one. Yeah. So I've met the guy that is like our our union rep for the school, but uh, yeah. but walking by his room, he's a social studies teacher, and yeah. he's real Italian dude. I haven't met him yet or seen him, but his 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 name is Pasquale. Uh, Gordesi. That's a hell of a name. Great name. Um, can't we? However, in his room, because you can walk by it, he's, I can see in it. There's a big Biden and Harris flag in it, and then um, nice. there's a big poster from like 2016 or 17 or whatever with Tom Wolf right on it, saying like "Vote for oh. Tom Wolf." So he's a big Democrat. Yeah, well, majority of teachers are huge Democrats. Yeah, no, I get that, and I think that makes sense. But teachers are required to have open minds, and conservatives tend to not like having an open mind. That's my take on it. There are exceptions, but... uh... I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Nah, the the union discussion is interesting. I remember back... Uh, we were actually just talking about this because my one friend's dad is a teacher at Geneva. And um, two-ish, two, three years ago, maybe the Geneva teachers union went on strike because they wanted more money, rightfully so. Um, and... Apparently, do you know who the Koch brothers are? Um, Oscar, like Valdez and uh, Scarface. I don't know who. No, Uh, the Koch brothers are two of like the most influential Republican donors. They're brothers, and there's two of them, and they are like, like they basically like shadow puppet the Republican Party because they give them so much money. And they have, like, such a high degree of control over, like, what Republicans become, like, the powerful ones and stuff. And, like, you know, they're those kind of people. But anyway, apparently, when the Geneva Teachers Union went on strike, these guys sent in union busters to Geneva to break up this strike because they are so anti-union that they go around to any school district in America, apparently, that is causing unrest, not causing unrest, but, you know, striking and therefore causing 
the school to not be open. Um, and they, they break it down or try to at least didn't work. Well, it, I, I don't really know the full outcome of the Geneva situation, but how do you, that's what you have to look forward to. How do you break up a union? Like what, what, like, well, you don't break up a union. You just, well, at least in this instance, they weren't breaking up the union. They were, um, they were trying to just end the strike. I think strikes are dumb. Why? Because you're out of work then. Well, that's the whole thing about unionization is that, I mean, like, if you unionize, you are part of the collective, right? So, so the whole idea is if we are all take one voice, we have more power than if we're all individualized. And so that's why teachers who don't join. And I remember because one of my teachers, I, the guy who wrote me a letter of recommendation when I was in high school was uh, a newish teacher to Geneva. And I remember him talking about like potentially not wanting to join the union and he was getting some like pretty heavy backlash. I think this is what happened. He was getting pretty heavy backlash from some of the more tenured teachers who were union because the idea is like, you're either with us or against this type thing. Um, but anyway, I think strikes are important. Strikes have been a part of American history for like as long as America has been a country. I think they're just like part of our identity. And I think they serve a good purpose when appropriate. I mean, like I understand what they're trying to do like with like strikes, but like I'm out of you're you're out of work for how long those strikes last. Like you're not getting a paycheck. Well, yeah, but I mean the idea is the organization you're striking against also isn't making any money. So you put pressure on them to say we need to. And it's, it's a short-term sacrifice because at the end of the day, most, if not every strike, is about pay. So you sacrifice a little money in the short term to make more in the long term, you know? Yeah, but I did the math for – teachers like in my position and I'll do it again just double check so hold on one point my bad hold on So, in my case, and I'm getting the lowest teacher salary because I'm the newest teacher. Yeah. I get paid $63 an hour. Because, okay. Well, just because of the number of hours you work in a day? Yeah. So, each class is a hunt, is an hour and 20 minutes, give or take. Like, it's like an hour and 22 minutes, I think. I don't know exactly. Yeah. So I did 1.2 or 1.3 times yep. times by three times by I I just gave it as 178 because there's 180 school days, but like there's a couple days that we only have half days. Okay. And got 694. Then I divided my salary by 694 and got 63.4 dollars. Well, yeah, but you're also supposed to be working outside of the actual 
classes you're teaching. But, like, that's ridiculous. Like, te- like teachers have a very important job, but you're getting paid $63 an hour. You, you have summers off, you have weekends off, you have holidays off. Like, you got it made. Like... I think that your $63 an hour is, like, kind of a false reasoning. Why? Because you have to stretch out the responsibilities of a teacher beyond the, in your case, 3.9 hour, 4 hours or whatever of actual class time that you're teaching. Why? Because of the grading and everything? Well, the grading and the planning and, like, there are plenty of teachers who, like, come into school early and stay late and like you know they just it turns into a regular you know eight to five type job or you know six to three whatever the teacher equivalent would be but but yeah i mean it's not like uh it's not like you just kind of sit around tell some kids some stuff and then leave i mean that's I, I don't know, man. Like, and also, I mean, you have to $63 an hour over four hours. I mean, yeah, that's good. But like, you can't, I mean, like when you, that's not what matters. What matters is how much money do you make in a year? You know? That, but that, that's, that's, that's your yearly pay. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so you're only working 694 hours in a year. Compared to the almost 2,000 hours a year that regular 9 to 5 people work. Again, I disagree with your 694 hours calculation. I would double that. I'd make it an even 12 to 1,300. Okay, so you're still only working 12, to 12 or 13 uh, hours, 1,300 hours compared to someone who's working 2,000 hours. Yeah, but also that teacher's salaries are normally lower you know like like the starting salary of a teacher versus the starting salary of you know somebody who goes into a business job because teachers also have the ability to work all summer so that kind of bridges the gap but again their 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 salaries are lower because they're only working almost 10 months out of the year maybe even shorter Yeah. So, like, give me a break, dude. I don't know. I think teachers need to be paid more regardless. I don't know. I mean, my my aunt was a teacher for 40 years, roughly. Maybe a little more. 42, 43. And she was underpaid every year of those 43 years, in my opinion. I mean, teachers have, like, an important job. Like, more so, like, science teachers, like, and, like, English teachers and math teachers and social studies teachers. Not so much, like, music and gym and all that shit. But, like, come on. Like, they're not getting paid nickels and dime yet. I mean, yes, they should get paid a little bit more. But, like, give me a break. You're getting paid pretty well for only working – 180 days, even less than that, a year. 
Well, yeah, but here's here's the other part of the argument, because the whole reason the Geneva strike was ha- happened is so Geneva is consistently ranked in the top three, I'd say, best school districts in the state of Illinois, like public school districts in the best state of Illinois. And it has also been ranked number one at times in the past few years. Like Geneva is a very good school district. And so that draws a lot of money to the community because people with money want their kids to go to the, you know, the best schools in Geneva oftentimes can offer that. Um, But the teachers at Geneva, their salaries benchmarked against the rest of the state were like middle to maybe even a little below average what the normal teacher in the state of Illinois was making. And so their argument was, if we are consistently the best school district or one of the best in the state of Illinois, shouldn't we be paid the most? Which I think is a very fair That is argument. very fair. And so that that is extremely yeah. fair. I'm not arguing that at all. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just pointing out for like it's like the same thing with servers, how they're so underpaid and all this shit. Like if this is such a stipulation and and like reputation of a career where you're underpaid and all this shit, don't go into it. It's that simple. And if you look at it, you're really not getting underpaid for the amount of hours you work. Well, yeah, but some people do it because they're passionate about it, not because of the money, but they also want to be able to earn a fair wage. I mean, I think it's, I think for the most part, it's fair. Like if somebody told you, all right, you can coach football for the rest of your life, but we're only going to pay you state minimum wage but you get to coach football and that be your, your only job for the rest of your life. Would you no. do it? And okay. You can coach Penn state or the Eagles for the rest of your life, but you're making minimum wage. Did I go to college? Yeah. No. Yeah. Because you, I mean, okay. Cause well, yeah, that was an extreme example. Cause, but, cause yeah. minimum wage is not to live off of. Then why does minimum wage exist? Huh? Well, yeah, I agree that that today's minimum wage standards are not – you cannot live off of minimum wage today. But a minimum wage should be the minimum wage required to be able to live no, a life. No, and no, no, no. I don't want to get I've into this. I've gotten into this before, oh, God, but no. I don't want to get into this. The minimum wage is for minimum skills. And you, you should be able to want – to have more skills and more, like, it won't work if you just say, hey, here's a living wage for everyone. Well, I, okay, I get it. If you're me and you're working a high school job, pay me, you know, not that much because I'm a high school kid in the suburbs who, you know, doesn't have expenses. You don't need to pay me a lot of money. But if you are a person who has bills and a mortgage or, a, or rent and have family and you are working a minimum wage job. That minimum wage should be enough to support those well, other well, aspects. Why are you of working life. minimum wage though? Like, why are you working in that job? Because, because maybe that's the only job you can well, get. Well, why? Maybe there's a recession going on. Maybe there's a Maybe it's no. COVID. You could you can work at FedEx and work at work at FedEx and make fifteen dollars an hour, or make eighteen dollars an hour if you work the midnight shift. Everybody else party took all no, the jobs. No, they're wide open right now. Oh my god. 
this is the thing. You were never gonna we're never gonna come to a degree. Connor, you have to you will not accept the fact that some people just have to work minimum wage because th- those are the kinds of jobs they can get no, no, for I, the time I being. That. Maybe I they're bridge- that completely, but I should not have to pay you more because that's the only job you can have. Because the majority of them did not go to school, did not work hard, did not do X, Y, and Z. There are some people out there that don't have capabilities that are either mentally or physically disabled that can only work minimum wage jobs because that's the only skills that can that they can provide for themselves and their families. However, those people deserve minimum wage, and that's what they should. The people that have mortgages and car payments and colleges or college loans or X, Y, and Z or families, like you need to look at your situation and realize, hey, I need to have a better job than this minimum wage job, or I need to have multiple jobs in order to make food on the table, put a house over my head, X, Y, and Z. And this is where we fundamentally disagree. And probably, I don't want to get into this. That's where I stand. <laughs> I, I know. I feel like we've had this discussion we have. before, and I disagree. We have. But, but again, like, I, like with teachers right now, like I, they're not getting paid like nickels and dimes here. You know what this all boils down to the rich need to stop being so damn. Green. And the I, I I've also I wanted to text you this on Monday. I hate poor people. Oh my god. <laughs> there, there's 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 oh my there's god. zero reason why anyone anyone should be poor. If you're poor, why are you poor? Is it because you only have one job and you're working minimum wage, or is it, are are you poor because you went to a four year school and you know maybe you got yourself in trouble and now you have like a a felony or misdemeanor on your record you can't get a great job so what why are you just sitting on your ass and complaining about life there there's other good paying jobs out there that you can get oh for like example eight FedEx Amazon all these all these factory places are all paying like fourteen fifteen sixteen dollars an hour. And you don't even need the education for that. So you can be uneducated and still make a great uh, living wage. Because if you're not educated, if you didn't take student loans out, you have no bills besides a mortgage and or apartment and or a, a um, car payment, if that. Is this how you feel about, like, the homeless? I Depending on their situation. If they're... If they're if they have mental disabilities or physical disabilities, there's we need to help them out. But for these able-bodied people that are complaining that they're poor because you know life is so hard and you know God or whoever is just so against them, you know, shut the fuck up, start working. People don't choose to be no, poor. They do. Connor. They do. Oh my! You absolutely choose. You choose to be poor. You choose w- whether or not to to get a hard working job or have an easy job and make less money, or you choose just to have one job instead of two jobs. I don't want to get into this. I really truly I've don't. Come, I've come to that conclusion. Like there's, there's zero reason why anyone, a capable, able body person should be poor or complain about being poor. You can be poor, but don't complain about it. I'll say that. Okay. Oh, my God. 
I, I came to that conclusion on Monday. Why? What happened on Monday? Oh, was this back to the whole teacher no, thing? No, no. The teacher thing got me thinking. I was thinking about on on I, I was like thinking about that last week, but then like on yesterday and Tuesday, like I really started thinking about it. But um no, but I drove through Chester and like this place is a dump. Right? And yeah. like I was thinking like why why is this place so like poor and like shambles? And then it got me thinking like like there's like there's dudes just walking down the street at like like I look outside and like at like eleven o'clock in the morning, like there's just random people just walking outside. Like, don't you guys work? Like, what's the deal? And like it's just like, okay, this is a poor neighborhood. There's poor people here, there's poor housing here. I don't wanna hear about complaints about being poor. Like there's tons of jobs available. I mean, how do I, what do I, I mean, well, first of all, I do think that many people who are like poor, homeless in, in that category either are, have some sort of disability or an addiction, both of which our federal government should be trying to help are, them. Are you... Are you on the side of like addiction is a disease, not a choice thing? No, I think addiction is a choice. But I also believe that people who are addicted are not going to just automatically quit drugs and call it a day and be okay without some sort of intervention. And also... I don't think that arresting them and throwing them in prison for a few years does anybody any good. I think that there needs to be rehab resources and other resources for those people. But what happens if... I see your point. But what happens if you put all that resources in you put them through through rehab or interventions or whatever, but then as soon as they're out of that intervention, they're back to just straight to the drugs or whatever their addiction is. Well, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I think that the general consensus is more often than not way more often than not rehab is successful. I know people relapse, but I think that is few and far between relatively speaking. And also, if you, are you thinking about this from a cost perspective? I'm thinking of it like as like a like everything like time, money, you know, effort, all that. Well, well, yeah, but but at the same time, you know how expensive it is to incarcerate these people. You know how much it costs to keep one person in jail for a year. I mean, a hell of a well, lot. Of money. They're, they're, like we're talking hundreds of thousands. Well, they're getting three hots in a cot, so you know. They're getting what? Ever... Oh, three hots, three hot like food and yeah. But and it's also all they are doing is sitting in there, not being given the resources they need to change their ways. They're just thinking about, oh, when I get out, I can't wait to get my hands on some more drugs because all they're doing is sitting in their prison cells all day, not having the opportunity to actually get 
the support and the help they need. They get support, dude. You kidding me? I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, but but not but but not the way rehab would. I think our criminal justice system is as flawed as flawed can be. I think it's flawed in some aspects, but I don't think it's flawed as flawed can be. Well, maybe yeah, okay, maybe maybe that was extreme, but yes, I think it is very flawed, and I think that the the idea that jail and throwing people in prison will just like oh they'll th- sit there and they'll think about what they did wrong and they'll they'll reflect upon their choices and they'll be a better person when they're when they're done serving i think that is a flawed concept but if you send them somewhere where they can actually like talk to people who have had similar experiences and can kind of work through their issues in like a more positive environment the outcomes will be much better mm-hmm. i would have to think about that because I've seen some of these programs firsthand and how much effort is put into helping people with addictions, like drugs specifically. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they'll still sometimes, no matter how often or how long or intensive their intervention to rehab was, they still end up back in their same ways. Yeah, no, and I, like I said, it's not going to work for everybody, but I think it's a better alternative than just imprisoning people i mean what if you imprison them and give them the the help and rehab there well at the end of the day isn't rehab kind of like being well, in prison except you're not in prison <laughs> yeah it's just it's a more positive environment and that's i think what it takes is you can't have these people just like you know in prison if they're you know rehab is a safe space so to speak I know how much you hate that term. Yeah, that's what really just threw me off. I mean, that's what it is, and I think that's what needs what it needs to be. But I but going back to this original point, I think I think the I think a lot of homeless are in fact mentally ill mm-hmm. or have some addiction. But the majority of the poor because homeless is like the dirt of the door. Dirt, agreed. Well, no, because I bet a lot. I, I I would wager to guess that a lot of people right now who are homeless are like Vietnam vets. Yeah, older who were completely cast aside by their government, even though they served against their will in a lost cause war that should have never happened, and now their government said, "Well, have fun living in a tent for the rest well, of your government life." Government and society, because a, a lot of your now that's a government thing. If you're a vet, you should never be in that. Agreed. Because the government Agreed. should. Hundred yeah. percent. If you, if you. So anyway, we're getting off track. But... If you fought for your country, you should get everything handed to you. Yeah, especially because a lot of them did it unwillingly. Like they were just straight up drafted. Said you're going to Vietnam. They went there. They saw their friends napalm bombed by their own country on friendly fire, and then they had to live through that, and then come home and had no alternative except for to just start doing a lot of drugs because that was the only way to ease the pain. And then they ended up homeless and on the street because they spent all their money on drugs. Slippery slope. But I think the majority that, so outside of homeless people, there's obviously poor people and in poverty. I think a lot of that is preventable. Or curable, whatever you want to fixable, fixable. That's the word. Yeah. I'm trying to think like the south side of Chicago, right? A place that has a lot of poor people, as you would put it. 
because you you don't need an education to find a decent job. But you need a skill set. You do. And how do you get those skills? By taking the entry-level job. Minimum wage, baby. But I don't know if it works that way. I'm trying to think of like... You, you, You don't need as much skill as you need willpower. There needs, there needs to be, if you could have basic skills and still make a decent living, but there needs to be at least a willpower behind you going after a job. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree that there needs to be effort, right? You're not just going to be handed a job and say, here you go. Here's a comfortably paying job. But at the same time, like, you need to kind of know what's out there. And that comes through education and resources and stuff like that, right? Like, what do you mean you need to know what's out there? Like, what jobs are available? Well, I mean, like, not necessarily what, like, specific jobs, but just, like, what career paths are viable for somebody who is not going to college, right? Like, what are things I can do? Because a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. Which, I mean, like for me, if you, if I got fired from my job and I got my college degree revoked and I had to figure it out right now, I wouldn't have the first, first idea what position I would be qualified for. Like where, like how do, how do you even find the valid or, you know, opportunities that fit what you can do? If you're, if you know, like they have to, you have to know what's out there. But it's also, if you're not going to college or anything like that, like, you only have a couple of choices. Which are? Get a position in pretty much any company. Start at, at entry level, no matter what the pay is, and just work your way up. Or work a factory job. Or work, like, a uh, civil service job. Civil a what service? job? Civil yeah. service? Like what? What do you mean? Like, I don't know what that police means. Police officer, firefighter, military, oh. like secretary, like garbage man, anything like that. Okay. Even even go go going to a trade. They'll pay for your school and they'll pay you while you're in school. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with these, but I'm just saying, like, I think if you go to these, you know, like the South Side of Chicago, there's going to be people there who just, like, don't even know how to get started with that. And they... How don't you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not... I don't... I've never been in that position, thankfully. But, like, don't you... But, but, okay. The fundamental... The fundamental difference disagreement between you and me is that you think that if anybody who's any anybody at all, if they applied themselves, could get a respectable, comfortable paying job, they can support themselves, pay their bills, live a comfortable life, etc. Where I do not think that's the case. I think that it's harder than that. I, I don't think it's hard at all. 
I think it's fairly easy. I think you, all you need to know is you need a job. You need to put food on the table and a roof over your house or over your head. And you need to know your first and last name, your address, and your social security number. And possibly a checking account information. And that's all you need to know. If only it were that easy, everyone would have a job. And our economy would be... It, it, it realistically could be if, you know, there's actually some incentive to work. And some willpower behind people. Everyone's a freeloader. Yep. All right. Yeah, we're I was about, about to suggest else. March Madness. Yeah, which we've talked about. So overall, thoughts? Like, I thought it was a good first weekend. Lots of unexpectedness, but as we've talked about, not a lot of drama it, in terms of late game situations. So, yeah, it was good, not great. It, yeah. it wasn't like there's no real thrilling games to watch uh, out of a select few out of like what the the I thought the Oral Roberts Ohio State game the who was it and the four Texas one Tech two. and Arkansas was that the game uh, Arkansas played Colgate and then they played yeah. Texas Tech that was yeah. The- Oh, I think you said Texas A&M for some reason. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, very few real good games to watch. Like, like it's all entertaining, but truly entertaining. So I would say it was a good weekend, not a great weekend in any aspect of, of things. Yeah. I Yeah, I want like a, you know, the 13 seeds down by two with three seconds left. And they chuck up a three. What's going to happen? Like that's the Not kind even, of drama. Like, I, want. I just want good quality games too. Like going back and forth. Like it's all been like. Oh, there were. I thought there were some that were pretty good back and forth. Like you know, the Texas Tech Arkansas game was super good at that. Yeah, I'm saying, but that, there's very um, few of those. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, the L- the LSU Michigan game was pretty back and forth. I thought. Um, the crate the first Creighton game. Who they play? You. Not Utah State. Um, whoever they played was a good one. Um, Santa Barbara, you see. Yeah, UCSB. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, I, it, I, I'm not. Like, it was a good weekend. You're right. Yeah, I agree. It could have been better, but I'm also glad yeah. that it's back. I'm. So, this is the worst bracket I've ever had in my life. I know. I know you don't really fill yeah. out one, but. I, 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 I do not. This is the worst I've done in forever. I think ever. Even even when I didn't even watch college basketball, I was I was doing all right. I'm doing awful. My mom has all four Final Four teams alive in the in the bracket in her bracket, which is unreal. Who are those? Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Loyola. Wow, she's took in, I love how she took Loyola for the for the repeat. Yeah. So that's that. Um, but yeah, like it. So like it's just it's like the Big Ten looks awful, by the way. 
Oh, so bad. Michigan's so the only bad. two that's left, right? Yeah. We had two one seeds and two two seeds. And there's only one left. That's yeah. terrible. And, like, Ohio State lost to a 15 seed. Iowa got beat up by a 7 seed. Illinois got handled pretty easily by an 8 seed. Michigan ended up beating but struggled with, at times, their 8 seed opponent. Like, yeah, not pretty. Like, it'll be interesting to see what happens this weekend, though. Yeah, well, we're going to have a Final Four by a week from yesterday. Huh? Yeah, like the Final Four teams will be set a week from yesterday. Sorry. I keep forgetting that it's also Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday this year, too. Yeah, which I don't like. I want it to start on Thursday. I just want to get back into it. Because it would be tomorrow. I I hate... I really hope they don't keep this this schedule because I hate it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree. I love watching the Elite Eight games on Saturday and yeah. Sunday. I don't know why. I just love I love how they're on the so weekend. So do they get like an extra day? Couple? Do they get extra days for the Final Four starting? Like, the... no, it's it's still Saturday. So it's ending. Wow, that's weird. So yeah, the teams who play Thursday will only get two days off. They'll get Wednesday or they'll get no three days off. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the final four. Which I guess is enough. That's well, they're that's, not flying back enough. to the schools now, so yeah, yeah. So you know, enough time to mm. get ready, rest up. Especially considering how much time off they've had. They'll have a full week between, like, the round of 32 and the true. 16 games. Very true. But I, I'm not – I don't even know who I'm rooting for now. I think I, I, think I I'm have my picks. for Loyola. Yeah. I'm rooting for Loyola for – you know, obvious reasons. Gonzaga, also obvious reasons. But also Oral Roberts, just because I want the 15 seed to nah. keep winning. Why not? They had their fun. Why wouldn't you want them to win? I don't know. I just, like, that's great and all, but, um, you know. What's wrong with you, dude? You Are you kidding me? The only people in the world who should be rooting against Oral Roberts are actual Arkansas fans. I'm just like, like it's not like a like it's a good story, but I'm just like that's not a school. I it's not a small school. I would want to win. Well, I disagree. I'm rooting hard. They do. They have two players who can straight up play too, which I love. I, I'm rooting for Loyola. I just want Michigan to keep winning, so wow. the Big Ten keeps getting more money. I want Michigan done. I want them to lose and lose badly. Get them I'm going to root for Nova, too. Yeah. I'm I'll root Nova. for Oregon State. 
Yeah, I don't like the Power Five schools like Oregon State, USC, UCLA. Those Power Five schools who are low seed the, just do nothing Sunday, for me. All, just, all the games on Sunday, all the teams involved, I don't want it want to win at all. I'm rooting for Nova yeah. and the winner of the Loyola Oregon State game. That's who I'm rooting for for the rest of the way. That's it. Wait, say that again. And the winner of the uh, so Nova and the winner of the Loyola and Oregon State game. Okay. Gonzaga, all the way. Don't don't really care. Oh, I have a surprise for you. What's that? You know how we're uh, how me and you have been talking about Chicago. I yeah. uh, made a little. Uh, I shared some information, and uh, looks like the Watsons might be coming. I know. Oh, Will already texted me about this. So damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Forget it. Which I would love. More the merrier. Unless there's too many people, then I'll have to. But three is perfect. But um, I was actually, so you know that? Remember I, I, we were talking about this. I don't remember when, but I mentioned how there's a rooftop yeah. brewery I want to check out. Well, it closed no permanently way. today, so <laughs> never, mi- never mind. No way. Well. So. I'm hoping, though, that something new goes – because it's in a really cool spot. And so I'm hoping somebody will, like, swoop in and turn it around in the next couple months and be open by the time it's July. But I don't know. I mean, they should. It's a rooftop bar. It's already built for you. Take advantage of that. Well, it's, like, a big indoor space, too. Like, on, and then, like, there's the outdoor rooftop part. <sighs> But I don't know. What it, I mean, let's see what happens. Yeah, it'll be a good trip. Yeah. I thought about retaking my road trip this summer, but I said screw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's too much going on. <clears throat> yeah. I also looked at a Cubs tickets right now for the only the only games that are for sale are like the first week weeks worth of home games like the first seven home games or whatever and they are like Cubs yeah I I mean, okay so what I looked at was a weekday game it, it was a night game it was like a six forty p.m. start but it was on a Wednesday. And it was the seats were like upper deck or whatever. You could get tickets for nine dollars. Where are you looking? On the Cubs website, they had like tickets for they weren't even sold out yet. So I'm looking on StubHub, and there's 
so there's a series with the Brewers that are like thirty, yeah, forty bucks and like thirty bucks. But then, no, yeah, it, that's not that bad for a Wrigley and Cubs game. But then I the next series is against the Braves, Mets, and Dodgers, and they're all three hundred dollars plus. Well, those games aren't even for sale yet on the Cubs website, so I don't know how anybody's selling those tickets. Well, season ticket holders. Yes, they're probably just trying to be like, hey, anybody dumb enough to realize that these are the only tickets you can get? So, <laughs> like, so maybe somebody bites. Right now, the Monday Phillies-Cubs game is a minimum of uh, 155 well, that's oh, obviously going to change. So, Phil, Pennsylvania opened it up that on April, the Monday, April 5th, I think it is. Um, April 5th, you're, every, the whole state can go 50% capacity, indoor dining, you can set up a bar, all this shit. The city of Philadelphia voted yeah. against it. So, Phillies cannot be 50%. They're still at the 25 or 30% wherever they're at right now. How stupid yeah, are that? I mean, Chicago does the same thing. They Chicago plays by its own rules versus the it's rest of the dumb, state of Illinois. Well, I guess it makes more sense because, I mean, the population-dense areas are the ones that are most at risk for rapid oh, COVID We're so close. Transmission. We're so far. Yeah, and the, if we – we're already kind of slipping a little bit, like – Cases are picking How? up in the wrong direction, and like we could, because people are thinking it's over. And they're just vaccine. being jackasses. Yeah, not they're not available for everybody yet. I will get a vaccine the second they tell me I can, but I just oh, can't. I'm so sick of this. Get let's. This is, should be done and over with by now. I I want to know what's going to happen for, for the fall, dude. Like. Um, that's yeah. one of mainly. I lost one football season already. I cannot lose two football seasons. I'm telling you that right now. Well, I think by the fall, at the very least, for Penn State, like they'll do the same thing where like season ticket holders and or students at the very least will be allowed yeah. in. So it might not I be full, full capacity, capacity, but this is if this lasts two football seasons, so help me God. I my guess is it's gonna be like this year where it's like some comp like the SEC is probably gonna say anybody can come, whereas like the Big Ten and the Pac twelve might be a bit more restrictive. Or I wonder, I mean, because like I feel like the conference decision making was not it should have been done at the state level as opposed to the conference what, level. If I, I... I think I saw a, a – it might have been Bama said that they're going to be at 100% capacity. If – hypothetically, if the Big yeah. Ten is at some percentage capacity and the SEC is at full capacity, I say you switch the Penn State game against Auburn at Beaver Stadium to at Auburn. Flip them. Yeah, flip them. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed. Well, I want to go to the law, I guess. I swear to God. I wouldn't be opposed they, to that. If, if there's only a percentage capacity at Beaver Stadium this fall, I'm going to be so pissed off. 
Well, dude, we're just gonna see. It's a long way off. A lot of things are gonna change between now we and said that last the end of August. August. So, yeah, but now the fact that we actually have vaccines that are being injected into people, we actually have like sort of a. The, timeline what needs to happen to is the list for vaccines just need to be wide open, and people just need to sign up. Well, it's gonna happen. Like Biden said, that has to be the case by May first, and Illinois said by April twelfth. People like me, the bottom of the list, will be eligible well, to sign up for a vaccine appointment. Which means three weeks from now, theoretically, right. I could have my first shot. And I hope that's the case. But I, but, Why is that yeah. not open so right now? mid-April. Because they still need to vaccinate the priority how, groups. And they don't how, want people like me swooping in and stealing the spot from some 80-year-old person. I feel like it's been out for three months now. Yeah, and there hasn't been that much supply, or at least how, enough supply. I've seen like millions of doses just been like waiting to be given out. I, dude, I don't know the whole logistics behind it, but that's just the reality of the situation. People who are in priority groups, not to do national vaccine distribution. I can, you don't, I can talk to the supply chain theory behind it, but I can't tell you why listen, people, why there are shots lying around listen, that people have not yet gotten. There should have been up to the people. There, in the this hospital. is how it should have gone. We'll put every manpower and money we have into finding vaccine. Okay, check. Okay. We are now going to put every manpower, machine, and money involved in making the vaccine. Check. Okay. Now we're going to put every manpower and money we have into getting as as millions of vaccine doses needed out to the people and out to the hospitals and all that shit. Okay. Check. Now we're going to pay every nurse possible, and I don't even every person that can inject. You take a class. Okay, we'll pay you to take a class and we'll pay you to to inject people of these vaccines. And we will. There's no shortage in people who can administer then, a vaccine. Then, let's get this going. Okay, this was the like, I don't know what happened, but this should have been rolled out in lightning fast speed. And it, I feel like we're dragging our feet. No, we're really not, though, Connor. Over 100 million doses have already been administered okay. in the U.S. That's a lot. And the whole thing is the whole point that is a two two dose regimen for Pfizer and Moderna. I mean Johnson and Johnson now that Johnson Johnson supply is pitiful, by the way. But once they get going and it's one and done, which should be by the end of April, they'll have hopefully their supply situation figured out. Then then we're really going to start seeing some some numbers shooting up. Get it the hell done. I need football this year. I need tailgates. I need. Well, but you also, but okay. And the other part of this that we've talked about is you have to have people say, yes, okay, I want they, the vaccine. And they, that's they not should have no choice. Give me your left or right arm and, <laughs> and let me say, and, and, no. and close your eyes. I'm going to stab you in, in the arm. It's that simple. No, because they're going to be injecting them with tracking devices and, and, and 5G and autism, chips right? and other. God damn it, dude. Yep. If, if these people, I, I swear to God, if football is not, if I can't go to Beaver Stadium or Lincoln Financial Field, okay, this fall, this September, because some Looney Tune said, I'm not getting a vaccine, I might punch him in the face. <laughs> and honestly, I would, I would, be I okay need football. With you doing if, you, if, if people cost me my football season, my tailgate season, my happiest four months out of the year, I'm going to lose my mind. 
I'm being selfish right now because you're selfishness. Morons. Yeah, well, well, let's just see what happens. It's not really. It's six, it's six. It's a. It's, the supply. It's five uh, well, away, the supply. The supply will not be the issue, all right? There will be enough vaccine for everybody to get a vaccine well before football season starts. Which, in my mind, makes me think, but uh, I don't know. There's, there's, I don't understand the science behind it. But anyway, like, yeah. You should get it because it'll be available to you well before then. I'm talking about, like, people in general. It needs to happen. Needs to. Absolutely needs to happen. I just want to go to a concert again. I want to be in a thousand-person venue, arm-to-arm, shoulder-to-shoulder with a bunch of strangers, all sweating in a hot, sweaty venue, drinking a warm beer, and just listening to the great great concert that sounds i want to be at a football game tailgating at 8 a.m drunk by i don't know one eating burgers and hot dogs surrounded by friends seeing beautiful girls in football jerseys walk left and right and me drooling and then going to a game and losing my voice within 15 minutes that's what i want that also sounds very nice i would also take that i'm so sick of this dude I know. I'm scared, man. I'm scared. I I get one day at a time. Do that, man. No, I honestly find myself struggling too because I just want like I want to be able to travel again, like. I want to be able to travel for work. I want to be able to get on an airplane and go meet up with coworkers in like Dallas or something and do shit for a week and like just be bounced around the country. I, I'm so excited to do that and like I want to, but it's it's going to be a while. Are you reading? Are you still reading up on the vaccine shit? All right. Once you have yeah. it, are you you're fine, right? What like, do you mean? Once is it true you're that fine? if you're like a group of people and you've all been vaccinated, you don't have to wear masks, you don't have to social distance, anything like that? Well, I mean, the experts are saying you still got to wear a mask and you still have to social distance. But I think that's being overly cautious. I think that once, once like, okay, so assuming you get Pfizer or Moderna, you get your first shot, then you get your second shot three or four weeks later, and then you wait two weeks. At that point, yeah, for us... I think we're pretty okay. The one thing that they don't know fully, like, will you get sick? Probably not. Like, most, far more than likely, no. But what they don't know yet is, can you still transmit the virus without knowing you had it? Like, does the vaccine kill the virus or just not make you sick from the virus? And hopefully we'll know more eventually, but, like, that's that's going to be a huge... That's going to make a huge difference one way or another. All right. And then when, when do we get rid of masks? Oh. Uh, there's not just going to be a day where you say you don't have to wear a mask anymore. It's going to be a when gradual phase-out thing. 
I don't know. It's probably going to start in the fall, if I had to guess. Maybe even over the summer. I'm guessing here from both. That's because no, 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 that's oh, not I'm a, sorry. That's it's not, not like we just lived through a, a pandemic a every, every, every couple that's of like, years. I mean, all these that's, things that's work. on experts. No, I know. I see Foss. Where's Foss? I know. But then, Mr. Expert, he's a bit on. He's he's a bit on the news. Like I hate Foss. Quotes like every day. Oh, well, oh, I can, and I you will. can't say that. Fauci was the only voice. Of, without Fauci, Trump would have just been, like, the, even worse than he was when it came to dealing with this thing. At least no. he had some semblance no. of checks and balances. I'm, I, I, dude, I, the, day, I, the day that we're all finally done of this, which probably might not ever happen because we got pussies living in this country, um, I'm going to black out. Because I'll just be so happy and elated on this. Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's not going to be a one-day thing where you just say, "Okay." I mean, the only thing that would potentially be like a concrete end, so to speak, would be like the day that they say, you know, like restaurants, other venues with can no be at full capacity. Like that. That day is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. No mass, full capacity. Yeah, and that will be like a, like the government will probably say, okay, starting that, you know next exactly Monday. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I also want my nachos too. Yeah. Don't forget the nachos and souvenir cup. Nope. <laughs> Can't forget those. God damn it, man. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get there soon. You're telling me. Yep. Chicago better have its shit together for July 4th. Yeah, well, I mean, right now we're at like 60% capacity, but they might our cases are going the wrong way. And so they might repeal some of that. So we'll see, but it ebbs and flows. It means if we have an uptick now through April, uh, then it'll probably start going down again in like mid May, early June. And then by July, we'll be back at like a valley. Get everyone the back, get everyone the the (laughs) Rona right now. Everyone go outside, hang out together and get it. No, I don't want it. No, not me. No, I will wait forever to not get it. And then I will get my vaccine. Just get it now. You'll, you'll be fine. No. No. I'm not. I literally, if somebody said to me right now, I'll give you the virus, you'll be immune after you ha- deal with it, I would say no. Because I'd rather just wait literally a month potentially and then just get the vaccine and not have I'll to get right COVID. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take 12 doses fine. of it. Give me, give me it heavy. I'll wave to you from the That's hospital fine. window. I have health insurance. Yeah, well, I hope they yeah. cover funeral costs. I'll prepare my eulogy. Connor was the biggest jackass <laughs> before, any of us knew. That's before he asked me COVID. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was before. <laughs> That'd be a great story. Oh God, <laughs> no! I mean. I hope I never have to give that speech, but 
If I, I feel do, like people would laugh. If if I ever die, I want you to give the eulogy. All right. Well, I don't care what age it's at either. Well, deal. Okay. Gentleman's handshake. I guess. Lock it in. Say it. I guess. I guess. All I'm gonna say is no, I on, guess. Say, I'm gonna think in. about you. Me having to give say a it. eulogy. Why? Why? No, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna say that. I, no, I'm not gonna say it. Because I don't want to have. You're to not. Be you're not to committed. This. Yeah. Why? Why don't you want to be committed to this? Huh? Locked in. I'm committed. Well. Why? Why, why don't you want to be committed to this? This is my dying wish. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna fulfill your one maybe, of your best friend's dying wish. Maybe you're gonna piss me off so bad that I don't want to do it anymore. That I have to, that's a real possibility. So we still, I, I don't want to. Gone to Vegas I don't want to. That is a real possibility. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah, that could that could be sort of the the, the deal breaker. Jeez, all right, that's fair. That's that's after Vegas. Can we can we uh, circle back to this? Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll circle over, back. Yeah. Well, okay. Over our our airport uh, beers before we take off, we're we're discussing this. We'll, we'll see if we're still friends. <laughs> All right. And then I'm gonna ask you if you want to lock it in. All right. Well. Yep. If you, you remember to do that, let's do it. Yeah, I know you will. Wow. And then next year, I'm going to Chicago twice. What birds road trip? Yeah. And is that the Eagles already? Damn, I didn't realize yes, it was sir. 2022. Can't wait to see QB1 oh, Andy Dalton take the field. They're a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> Eagles are not that much better. Are. Yeah, that, that's another thing. I gotta get back to my road trips, my like my sport trips. No, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully, when, well, it depends on when we go to Vegas, but see a night yeah. game or a I want to see when the Eagles like play them. Yeah. That could be a good time. The Death Star. That stadium looks pretty that, cool. It's nicknamed that. That's awesome. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. I mean, it makes sense considering they like their like their colors are yeah very. Death I love Star Wars so much. Yeah, me too. What's your favorite one? Um, maybe mm, that's tough. Maybe the. Uh, Episode, what if the episode the six? Yeah, that's that's yeah. my number two. Revenge of the Sith. What's your number one? Episode three. Yeah. Really? <laughs> those were like those three were just like. I haven't seen them in a really long time, but they were just like so. Number three, mine goes 
three six four one five two. You know, you're not including uh, seven, eight, nine. Because I loved I seven and eight. Loved them both. I hate... oh, I thought seven was incredible. I also, I really liked it. Nine was, I could take it or leave it. But I, six or seven and eight, eight, I loved I, I, them I both. honestly forget totally eight. I Seven, I feel like they just ripped off six storyline. Or, or no, sorry, four storyline. Force, which which they kind of did, but I I kind of appreciated that nod, and I was okay with it. Like, because I, I was just like so bought into the fact that like Star Wars was back that no, I hated. I didn't it. mind. They had all those years. It was like the Game of Thrones but, shit. Like they had all those years to create a storyline, totally separate, and they just copied what happened yeah. forty years previously. Yeah. I mean, I I don't disagree I with that, but I also don't mind it. Um. But but eight was where like they were getting, they were all on that ship and like they were like escaping, um, but they were like running low on fuel and so a few of them took an escape pod to like a planet to get help from uh, like a like a like a code breaker who could break them into the mainframe system so they could attack it. But then um, they couldn't, and then the one girl like sacrificed herself by they all got into escape pods and then she turned around and like flew the ship into the other ship and then they all went to that base and then they were on the base like in like the the red sand or whatever and they were having this fight and then luke came back because luke was with um yeah ray the girl the whole time and then and then ray yeah and then and then luke like luke like hologrammed himself to the to the the place where they were having this last stand and he like defeated yeah he like battled kylo again and like defeated him and then he like yeah i remember he like disintegrated that was decent. Yeah. Nine was good. Nine was real good. See, I didn't like. Not there was there was one specific was scene that? in nine that kind of ruined the whole movie for me. When uh, Ray and Kylo kissed, God, I wanted to just like get up and leave. Granted, it was like the last scene in the movie, but still, it pissed me off so badly. And the whole movie, I don't know. I just feel like it didn't really do justice to the whole like culmination of that what, like what'd you think about uh, story. solo and um rogue one so i never actually saw solo like the the han solo one but i thought rogue one i thought was rogue so one was cool fantastic that's the one where like it ends yes. the minute episode four begins right yeah, dude. So like that last sequence where everybody dies and everybody's just like going out in the blaze of glory. Dude, oh, what a good movie! And like the whole like the whole story of it. Yeah, that was a that was a, that that, was a great that, one. That's really good. Solo. Like it was good. I thought they could have done a lot better. Why do I feel like there was at least one other? I feel like there was no. one too, but I'm trying to. I don't think there was. Well, I mean, the Mandalorian. Uh, it's a show as opposed that to that was a originally movie. supposed to be a movie though. They were supposed to do a um like a like a Han Solo thing based on Boba Fett. Yeah. Really? Or Django hmm. Fett. Which one? Bobo. Bobo's the one from like four, five, six, and Django's from one, two, three, right? 
Boba Fett is from four episodes four, five, and six, and Django is from one, two, three, right? Uh, I maybe I don't know for sure. Well, they're making a. Uh, they're making. They're ma- so there is no. Those are the only two spinoffs, but they're making a third spinoff called Rogue Squadron. Um, will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives at a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I need to go back. Dude, I okay. I also hate how all the Star Wars movies are on exclusively on Disney Plus because I don't want to have to pay for them. But I want to now that we've been talking about, it, I really want to go rewatch Rogue One. Yeah, same here. I want to watch Rogue One. Um, I actually I really like Phantom Menace too. No, that's one. Two sucks. Is that, that's uh, one two. Wars. Oh yeah, whatever. I love him. I don't Jar-Jar know why I hate him. <laughs> Have you read the articles, or not? I mean, not the articles, but the like the conspiracies that Jar Jar Binks no. is actually a Sith master. Oh, they're so funny, and there's actually a lot of like a lot of good, credible evidence supporting it. But just like if you're ever bored one day, just go down a rabbit hole on the internet about reasons why Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith Lord and they're like they like show specific clips from parts of movies that like support the clips. Maybe we'll do that. But I love it. I don't know why everyone hated him. Yeah. He was just a weird character. He was fun. I just I mean I liked how Episodes one, two, and three like really tried to expand on the Star Wars universe, but it just kind of like took away from kind of like the 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 vibe of the of four, five, and six, and then seven, eight, nine returned to that vibe, which is why I like them. And it almost feels like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine are their own movies, and one, two, three like don't really even feel like why? they fit in. I it just I don't I don't know. It's just like and granted again, I haven't seen one, two, and three in a really long time. We're talking like fifteen years minimum since I saw any of those. But it just seems like they don't like just because like the world building is different and like the like the the feel of them is different and I don't know. It makes it feel because so, like they're they built like these mega cities and there's all this like like other aspects of the world as opposed to like just the main characters. I thought one, two, and three were great at explaining the whole four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine were such a joke. I mean, I seven, eight, nine might have been a little bit of fan service, but I was it, okay. To with me, that. it could have been so much better because they had all those years and all that money to to come up with something great, and then it it was subpar. Yeah, I disagree. I thought they did a very good job with the story and like bridging the gap and stuff. And 
But there's going to be more. I mean, I'm pretty sure they already signed off for yeah. like 10, 11, 12. They're just not going to start. No, I think so. Until like I, the late 2020s. Yeah, I think they did too. And I think this is a franchise that never ends, too. But. Yeah. I agree. Just just because there's you could you could take it like infinite different directions. But I'm just curious because like, you know, at a certain point, they're going to have to start. I wonder if they're always just going to keep like the same like sort of lineage where, you know, like the uh, the Luke Skywalker kind of bridged the gap, him and Leia and Han Solo sort of like bridged the gap between four, five, six and seven, eight, nine. And I wonder if they're going to go to like Ray and, and Kylo and those other guys who I forget their Finn names. Um, and Bo. And like use that. Finn. But what was the first one? Finn, Finn and Bo, yeah. I wonder if they're going to, like, use them to bridge the gap to the next episodes. Like, and, like, have, like, the next generation learn from them. Kind of how they did it with this, gen- like, the- these, so with 7, 8, 9. Because I feel like they can just keep doing that. You know, like, oh, the next generation learns from the older generation. And then they have their own adventure. And then they become the teachers. And it just keeps, it's sort of, it just keeps happening yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I agree. I- and I can see it happening, too. Because you have to link the stories with the characters. You can't just... I feel like if they tried to just completely build a, or create a new Star Wars trilogy without any ties to the other trilogies or other movies in the series, it would not go over well. I, I, I want it to get, always continue. I, I honestly do. I, don't, I just don't know how they do it, though, honestly. Yeah. No, I, I, I bet. I mean, there's plenty of ways to do it. Well, it's just can they do it that, well? That, that, that comes to the question because seven, eight, and nine were can. subpar, in my opinion. Well, I just. Well, here's the thing. I disagree, and I feel like a lot of people also really liked seven, eight, and nine. Like the critics loved them. They're all, or at least the seven and eight. The critics like got rave reviews. And, like, they won awards, and they made a bunch of money at the box office. And that's, at the end of the day, all those, you know, movie companies care about. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Who knows, though? I always... I remember when when 7... So 7 came out in, I think, 2016... Like Christmas 2016, um, and I remember I went and saw it opening night in Midland, and just like being in the theater when the when the music starts and the opening credits roll, yeah. like with, the, with the text of the story, I had chills running through my body. Just like this is actually happening. It was one of the coolest feelings of my life. Because that music just hits, you know, it's just, it's just complete silence. And then just like, I mean, I wasn't there opening night, but after waiting that long for, um, for it to come back, I, I agree with you. Or I can understand how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boo. Yep. 
Wow. All right. One more quick thing. Uh, I watched a I was on YouTube the, the other night, and I got into a How I Met Your Mother like greatest moments, and I just watched it, and I got I was intrigued oh, yeah. by the the show and the moment. So I'm thinking about maybe watching it. I know you and the rest of Five Hundred Seven were pretty big fans of it. So yeah. I will let you know if and when I ever started. Yeah. So what I'll say about How I Met Your Mother is the first, I think nine. How many seasons were there? Yeah, I think nine. The first six. Great. We're talking like Friends level good, and it's it's basically Friends. It's one, two, three, five, five people who live in New York. Two of them are roommates, one of them's dating the other girl, and then there's, like, other relationships and stuff. And they just, like, have wacky adventures in New York. It's like Friends, except it's in a yeah. coffee shop. It's a bar. So, for you, that's probably even better. Um, and, yeah, the first six seasons, incredible. Seven, eight, nine, eh, I mean, not, not, not terrible, but not great. And so, the last season was kind of a disappointment. Not as much not, – not like a Game of Thrones level disappointment. So, I want to ask you about that because I already know what happens – because I read up on it. Because why why did okay. you hate the last episode or last season? Because the entire season took place in the course of a weekend. It took it was just at like some like Cape Cod hotel at a wedding, and I didn't like that because the whole point of the show was it's these like five friends and their coming of age, wacky adventures in New York. And I wanted the series to end with them doing all of their wacky adventuring in New York for one last season, because I like that sort of like nostalgia, so to speak from like the early parts of the show, but they just all of a sudden said, okay, it's only going to take place over one weekend. So like the story only had, so it's a 24 episode season to have it all happen in the course of 48 hours is not that much time to like actually tell a good story in my opinion. Um, and also just like the whole thing about like how he actually, like they really rushed through him actually meeting the mother and like them dating and all everything that happened around it. Like it was all rushed through. And then like the way it ended, he goes back. Like, so you, you know, everything that happened. Yeah. Right? Like, like how, anything. from what I read, people were upset that Barney and is it Robin divorced and then mm-hmm. Ted went, or Ted's wife died like the mother died and then Ted went back to Robin yes that's exactly what happened and yeah it just didn't uh, it just felt so rushed and also I think I I wish that they never did the whole Robin thing at the end I, because I don't know, just because it just didn't, it didn't feel right. Like if you just watch the show and you see like the Ted Robin like narrative, like they're, uh, yeah. And it's been such a long time since I watched. I mean, like it ended when we were. I remember. I remember being I in five oh seven and you and Watson talking about the ending, and you guys very. 
I, I think it might have been junior or senior year. Because you guys definitely were talking about it in 507. Couldn't have been senior year then. Yeah, it was, and it was you guys were flipping out over how bad the last season or last episode was. Well, here's the thing. At the time, I didn't mind. I think a lot of people disliked the last episode a lot more than me. Uh, like, cause you know, the last episode is like, it's an hour long series finale type thing, which I think a lot of people disliked it more than me, but the more I think about it, like it really didn't do the show justice in my opinion. Hmm. Hmm. Like, like, especially because, so like the name of the show is how I met your mother. It's a whole story about how you meet the, he met the mother and like, you wanted because it was named that. And that was the whole point of the show. You wanted it to have this sort of like grand conclusion but it, but it really wasn't that. It was just kind of like a, honestly, like the whole thing with him meeting the mother and their whole, like, everything that happened surrounding that was almost an afterthought. Okay, I got a question for you. Like so I watched, I, I, like, after I kind of fell in a like, little short rabbit hole. But why does he, in the one thing, like, it showed up twice. Like, it was Ted's speech and, like, it was in, twice in, like, the greatest or saddest moments. Um. When Ted leaves yeah. the bar and he goes through like a whole thing about how he wished he would have spent like an extra 45 days with the mother and he gets punched by the boyfriend. You know what I'm talking about at all? No. Wait, what? Ted gives so a speech Ted's about how he wishes bar, he could do what? And he's what? talking to Barney. And Barney's like, you're sitting here all alone by yourself yeah. because me and Robin are upstairs fighting about a caterer and Marshall and the other girl, the band geek girl, is is Lily. at yeah. home, whatever, with their kids. And then Ted just goes into this like alternative universe where he runs to an apartment and then he gives like a big loving speech where he's like, Hey, you don't know me, but we're going to meet in 45 days. Oh yeah. What is the I point? Of I, it? I, I don't that, understand yeah. the significance of that. Was that like a dream or is that just saying him how he felt that Like, I don't understand that at all. I have no idea. I don't remember. I only vaguely remember the scene, and I don't remember the context or right, anything, yeah. so I can't answer that question, unfortunately. Uh, so maybe that means you got to watch the show then. It really is a good show. I mean, if considering your love for Friends, well, I read like I the Wikipedia like page, and it was like, yeah, th- these people. It was about Ted Mos- Mosley, Mosby, whatever. Mosby moves to Mosby, New York as he's yeah. twenty-seven or whatever. I think he said. Or mid or mid twenties moves to New York and talks about like his friends, um, yeah, you know, getting in, into the shit show and finding their ways. It made me think about myself moving to Philadelphia in my late twenties and me figuring out my life in my late twenties. Yeah, there you go. Maybe it's a perfect metaphor. So for I'm gonna find to a chick and I'm gonna fall in love with her, but she's not gonna love me back. And then I'm gonna meet another chick. Who I'm gonna marry and have two kids, and then she's gonna ultimately die. Perfect. And then you're gonna go back to the first <laughs> school. To be and all, yeah. And also, 
the early season, Robbie Robin Trubatsky, so Kobe Smolders is the actress who plays her. Dude, I was so in love with her. Like, she was like, I was drooling over her every episode. Uh, I, I'll, I'll have to watch and to confirm, but I, I, I don't is, know. Is it I'll have to look it up. I don't but, know what it's streaming on. Um, Rachel, Rachel Green and Topanga. Yeah, maybe I want to go rewatch um, it. What is her last name? Topanga Lawrence? I have no idea. I know who you're the boy. Who is, girl, what's your last boy, name? The boy meets world girl. That's gonna bother me. Right? I can't believe I don't. I, I think no it's idea. Lawrence Topanga. Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. All right. Topanga Lawrence and Rachel Green have th- those top two spots. So I'll let you know. Yeah. Is it, Hulu, okay. Cool. I'm gonna watch. It, it. is on Hulu. I'm watching. I'm gonna finish up um, Last yeah. Chance You, and then I'll watch that. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, I, I, uh, I did not, I started watching How I Met Your Mother my junior year. I don't remember what year. It was the summer of high school, maybe sophomore into junior year. I don't remember. Um, but I, like this was back this was back in the day where you had to it was on netflix but you but in order to get it you had to like actually rent like like order the dvd disc to your house you know and so i would order how i met your mother you could get two we our subscription you could only do two discs at a time so i would just have two discs come i would watch like the whole thing in a day and then send them back and like two days later or three days later, I get the next set. But I, dude, uh, I was like, that was like the definition of binging back in the day. And I actually, that was like the, one of the few shows I've actually ever binged in my life. I'm pretty good at binging. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd watch five episodes in a day, which for me is a ton. But anyway. I'll let you know if I start it, if and when I start it. Yeah, let me know. Oh, I say well, go I'm going to finish that time. chance here, like I said, and then I'll start something else. Yeah. It's fair. But then it's baseball season, so I'll, have to, I'll see how that goes. Yeah. Also fair. All right, about dude. That time. I think it's uh, about that time. All right, man. Well, yep. I'll talk to you shortly. Talk to you next week. But uh, stay safe, all right?